Hello once again, everybody. I'm the Common Sense American, and I am bringing you a little bit of common sense in a world of great chaos and indecision. And uh, this week, we're going to get started on the whole woke insanity. I've done podcasts like this before, but this is going to be a little different. It's going to focus specifically on that term. Uh, I will add going uh, just to build on what I had said previously about... Uh, the pandemic being, you know, sort of easing up and how many of the critics are being proven right on a number of factors from the uh, ineffectiveness of cloth face masks to the ineffectiveness of the vaccine, especially in fighting the Omicron variant versus the power of natural immunity and all of these things, which Europe and many other uh, countries uh, and districts and areas around the world are starting to realize. So I wanted to throw that out there and remind everybody of that. It's always a good thing to question. This proves that uh, beyond any shadow of a doubt, especially when it comes to big pharma making decisions for you. Um, as for last week, uh, I had spoke a bit about, you know, the the fact that people who are being underrepresented so-called are, of course, the most overrepresented people on the planet. And this leads me to this week's topic. Now, woke has become associated with everything that's just stupid and, and bad. And what this tells us is that the left has way overplayed their hand. Now, they're going to continue to push this as, you know, under the guise of equity and equality and, and progress. Of course, wokeism is the calling card of any good progressive because they believe there is still inherent racism. And of course, when they say that, they just mean only by white people and no one else on the planet, no other ethnicity can possibly be racist. And they're not even going to talk about it or address it uh, when every single statistic uh, and historically that uh, stat that we have available to us shows us that racism of all types of all around the world is, is a prevalent thing. And in this country, yes, black people can be racist and are. Yes, Asian people can be racist and are. These things happen. And in my experience, those people are far more racist than any white people I know. That's all I'm saying. Yes, it's anecdotal, fine, you know, whatever. Say it's my inherent racism that's speaking some CRT bullcrap. Just get out of my face. This is the way things are. And the reason why woke is failing is because, as I said, they've overplayed their hand. At the start of this uh, so-called movement, it, was, it wasn't as in your face. And it was sort of a, you know, they wanted to bill it as a wake-up call. As, you know, see how we, we really need to pay more attention to people who aren't getting enough attention. Uh, the only problem is now they've, once again, the pendulum has swung too far, they pushed too far, and now they're getting sp special treatment, preferential treatment all across the board, from government to school to education to entertainment to the media, all the way across the board. And this has resulted in a schism, in an obvious gap. Anybody with eyes and a brain can see these people aren't underrepresented in any way, can see that they have all the deck stacked in their favor in every conceivable way, especially in the important ways. And when policy starts being passed based on wokeism and political correctness, you're going to get a lot of pushback because you've left logic, common sense, and rationale way, way behind. It's not even factoring into the argument anymore. So... As we continue to go down this path, the term woke will continue to be seen in an increasingly negative light when at its core, in the, uh, at its beginning, it really was more about equality and not so much 
about obvious racism only the other way. And everyone associates with that. So when someone says, well, how much woke is in this new movie or in this book? What they're asking. And I know all the progressives think all they're asking is, oh, how many, they're asking how many minorities are in there because all they want is a bunch of white people on the screen, which has never been true and isn't true today. Um, well, probably was true, I don't know, 75 years ago, but certainly isn't true today. And what, what, it, what it really means, what they're really asking is, is this an agenda that is being crammed down our throat and, being, and is unrealistic, completely unrealistic in the way that this country now functions and is presented to the world. You know, yes, okay, it's bad to have all white people in a movie, but it's obviously not bad to have all black people in a movie. It happens all the time. So with that double standard, you can't very well tell us that these people are underrepresented or wokeism is supposed to open our eyes to some sort of problem there. There is a problem there, only again, only going the other direction. So it continues to be disproven. When you've had an African-American president and you have a vice president now, when you have uh, the, the edu education world just being ruled by this, you should look up and see what percentage of, of uh, high school administrators, principals, college deans, you should see what percentage of them are minorities, and specifically minority women. We still have a, a percentage, a majority of white males in the professor uh uh, realm. However, that's rapidly changing and will continue to change because it is now a mandate, just like it is in every other form of big business, that you know white males are going to be at the bottom of the hiring totem pole, and that's the way it is throughout the entire country, and again, at every strata. That's the way it is. When the president says, I am going to appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court, and there is no, that's it. That is, that is his statement. There is no addition to that. There is no uh, qualification to that. There is just, this is what it's going to be, obviously telling the entire country that that's what matters most, and apparently that that is what is, needs to be addressed. But it could also come across as being that to people who don't know the situation and don't know history, if aliens came down and heard him say this, the obvious implication is that black people are superior. They must be intellectually superior. The leader of this country just said he's going to put somebody in a very strong position of power uh, that is of this skin color. So obviously, people of that skin color are superior. You know, not knowing anything about the history and why he's doing the political correctness behind it. So if you factor all these things in and, and take everything into account, you start to realize that, once again, wokeism does not have a leg to stand on. And it comes across, once again, as an agenda and not a... Uh, a principle or a philosophy that all level-headed people can embrace because no one's going to embrace this when it's so clearly racist and so clearly divisive at its core. Ironically, of course, it wasn't meant to be. It was supposed to be this great unifying thing and kumbaya and everybody loves everybody. I, but it got twisted and warped, just like the left twists and warps everything into twisting it all around, becoming just as fascist as exactly what they're fighting against. Wokeism is fascism. It's saying we're going to take these people and put them in this position of, of power or significance or influence simply because of the color of their skin or the god they worship or their sexual preference. And it has absolutely nothing to do with their ability or their qualifications or their skill or anything. And that's what they're telling people. Now, their argument will be, oh, no, it's just that those people are completely well-qualified and we're just giving them an opportunity to be in these positions where they weren't before and now they can actually get in there. 
that's a big pile of crap because there are plenty of people who get into these positions that are not qualified and they're being elected based on, of course, identity politics. We've seen that all across government, uh, federal and state across the country, and everyone knows it. If you ask people why they voted for so-and-so, if this person is a minority, you'd be stunned at just how little that person knows about that individual's platform, that politician's stance. They don't know anything. If you really grill them on it, they know nothing. They know they're a Democrat and they know they're black. That's it. So they're going to vote. That's called racism. Now, spread that across the entire country. Uh, amplify it to immense magnitude. Again, in all uh, areas, in everything that we see, when the common person steps outside and in, interacts with the world in any way and sees what everyone sees, which is that everything that these people are whining about, none of it is true, and in fact, the precise opposite is true. And you continue to do this. You continue to find a way to put a black person in every commercial on the planet. You continue to find a way to make sure that every form of uh, news story or book or entertainment or a classroom or whatever, staff, you, make, you go out of your way to make sure that there's not only white people in it. And that, in fact, they wouldn't care in the slightest if white people were in the minority because they're racist. Their only issue is when they're in the majority. They don't care if any other race is in the majority. None. They don't care if they have you have a staff loaded with all Asian American or, or Latino or black. They don't care. Could be 100% that. And to them, that's equality. This is how twisted it's become. The definitions don't even make any sense anymore and they can't defend any of them. So when people say, uh, I, I refuse to bow down to the, to the woke crowd, what they're really saying is I refuse to be manipulated. I refuse to give in to lies, which these are. Maybe they didn't, weren't always lies. Maybe, at, you know, again, originally it was a concept, it was a principle, it was a philosophy that was built around unification and around equality. But again, now it's become something else because the evidence is no longer there to support it. The evidence is no longer there to uh, push this down in uh, people's throats and say, yep, see, see, this is why we have to do this. Because so, because these people are really, you know, down in the gutter. But they're not. They, they're not. And they haven't been for some time. And there are no statistics that say they are. Uh, you can make the argument that obviously many of the top uh, CEOs, for example, uh, are still white male. Of course, they're also very much older, and they come from a previous period in this country's history. Let's not forget that. And those rising up through the ranks right now are absolutely not all dominated by white males. Ask anybody in the business industry. And in terms of all the other, you know, government, education, media, entertainment, that's it's ridiculous to say that to, that white people dominate those areas. That, that hasn't been true in a long time. And it's only spinning in the other direction very, very rapidly. Uh, I have a friend of mine whose uh, wife is a teacher, and they said it was very, it, you know, it was whispered, but it was very obvious that when they're looking for someone else to bring on board, they're, they're not considering any white applicants. And, uh, or if they are, they're sort of doing it as a token. They'll interview them, but they're not going to hire them because they absolutely need a, a, a minority teacher to be added to the staff. Now, is it because that staff is full of only white people? No. But because there are slightly more white people, and I, I think she said it's probably 60-65% or something like that, they have a mandate that says you have to you know, hire such, such and such person. Now, if 
that person, if you can't find a qualified minority individual for that role, they're actually not going. They're still not going to hire the white. They're going to wait until they can find a, a, a even remotely qualified minority. And th this is what's been being whispered about school. And it's hardly the only school. It's hardly the only institution. It's hardly the only business or employer. It's hardly the only government office that's doing this. And those who are who have who are out in the real world and have gone looking for jobs and are in the workplace or interact with a lot of people on a daily basis, they know this and they see this. And white people are done with this and they're tired of it. And they're tired of being accused of something that is obviously not happening anymore. Tired of being accused of something when the people doing the accusing don't know you or us in any way, shape, or form. CRT, the basis of it, is saying it doesn't matter what you think or say to me. It doesn't matter. You're white, you're racist. Which is, of course, which is, of course, the very definition, the very epitome of racism. And we have to deal with this on a daily basis. We see it everywhere we go. The reason why woke is done, the reason why no one wants any part of it, the reason why it has been overdone and overplayed is because it is not matching with what we see. Had wokeism been introduced uh, 60, 70 years ago, in this same fashion, and said this is what we're, you know, it would almost make more, there would at least be a basis for it. It'd still be racist in its uh, implementation, but there would be a basis for it. Because at the time, yes, there were there were very few minorities in positions of power and around through entertainment, education, and government. However, one other thing to remember, of course, is that, of course, during that time, there were much, much lower percentage of minorities in this country. So this brings me to the other point. Say, okay, well, minorities, you know, comprise a much larger percentage of the population. So they should be, that should be reflected in our employing uh, process and entertainment all and, you know, in all the facets of society. I agree with that, except that's not what's happening. You're going way overboard. You're overrepresenting. When 16% of the population is black and black people can be found in every, every single commercial I look at, that's not representative. When 60% plus of all college students in this country are of Asian American descent, that's not representative of this pop of the population. Which and and and, and again, and I think it's 35% are black when only 16% of the population is black, and it's I think it's 50% is about half for for white people. Again, not indicative of the population, which is which means either that white people are dumber or less driven or less ambitious, and all the minorities are much smarter and more driven and more ambitious because they're the ones going to college more, or we have universities prioritizing minority applicants, which is exactly what's happening in Aspen. And it's the same thing that's happening in the employer world. As the mandates, the unspoken mandates, are telling us. So we are ditching all of this in favor of political correctness and racism. And no, we're not on board with that. The reason we're not on board with that is because it is not indicative of reality and because it's racist. This isn't complicated. This isn't difficult to understand. This has nothing to do with us not being tolerant of other minorities, not being tolerant of other people in their culture. This has nothing to do with that. We were always tolerant. Everybody I knew was growing up, and I lived in a mostly white suburb. suburb. And, you know, I can get into this again and remind people again, one of my best friends growing up was black and, you know, my favorite movies. I, I could get into all this. But I'm not going to anymore because I'm sick of tired. I'm sick of defending myself to people who accuse me of something I've never done, never would do, never grew up with, and don't live in a world that 
is even remotely close to what you're describing. I'm the one who lives in reality, you don't. Here's the thing, you want to create the reality so you have a platform. This is entirely political. It's just like the border situation. It's entirely political. If it was a bunch of white people trying to cram their way in here, no Democrat would have any issue with throwing up a barrier. None. It's racist. It has nothing to do with it. It's only because it's mostly minorities that are being stopped that they have a problem. And it's the same with wokeism. It's the exact same thing. It's political. It has nothing to do with anything tangible or real. It has nothing to do with reality. And because of that, because it is so divorced from reality, it just, once again, makes everybody on the right think that everybody on the left is divorced of reality and living in a fantasy world that doesn't exist and isn't real. You're trying to make everybody believe that this is 1922 with the KKK with a million plus members. You know, you're trying to make people believe that there's this active suppression going on of minorities in every in every part of society when it's exactly the opposite. There's an active suppression of white people. That is what every and it's and it's in policy. It's in mandates. It's in it's in everything that we see. It's more difficult for them all right now. Now I suppose there are portions of the country, probably deep south somewhere. I mean, I don't live there. I live in a very deep blue state, but uh, you know, portions of the south, you know, Alabama, Louisiana, Missouri, Mississippi, uh, where it's, that's probably not true. There, there probably is lingering racism uh, for, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe white-run uh, businesses reluctant to hire uh, minorities or black people. Whatever. I'm, the problem, sure, it does still exist. It don't really exist anywhere in a, in a large amount. It's not prevalent. It's I don't ever see that. I've never, I haven't seen that in my entire life. Most people I know have never seen it, and they don't live in... Alabama, they live in other states, whatever. Um, the only thing they do see is an act of suppression, an act of uh, becoming hatred against white people. And when you talk about race wars and civil wars and stuff, the only reason this is ever going to happen is because the left had to throw their political agenda at people. And they had to have a, a stance. They had to have a platform because they don't have any other platform. Social justice is all they've got. They have nothing else. Social justice and socialism, communism, that's about it. It's never really changed. They don't know, they don't have anything. They can't run a country as the Biden administration has proven <laughs> time and time again already. They don't know what the hell they're doing. Never put a Democrat in charge of a business as far as I'm concerned. But getting off the point, point being that the reason why the go woke, go broke thing has, has just sort of spread everywhere is because we're done. We're sick of this. It is not it's not because we're against it, because it doesn't make any sense, because it's not based in truth. It's not based in statistics or reality. So we don't take it seriously. And when you continue to push it as if it's real, we're just going to laugh at you and avoid it. Avoid everything where we find any semblance of this. We're fine with you accurately depicting a more diverse uh, country and culture. We're fine with that. When it's obvious that you are not doing that, when you're way over-representing, to the point where that is not what this country looks like, then you're, it's not accurate at all. Then it's an agenda. Then it's racism. So that's why we're done. That's why I say we're done. That's why I said uh, for Black History Month, I'm going to be ignoring it all. I hear the word racism. I hear the word uh, white supremacist. I hear any of that. I am just done. I am out of the room. I'm turning off of whatever it was that it was on. It's over. We're done with this. 
So if you continue to harp on it, if you continue to harp on the woke when there's nothing to back it up, when you continue to harp on, on your, your agenda down the road, you're going to lose. That's my message to, to the Democrats. You're going to lose because you have nothing to support your argument anymore. It's the a complete other way. It's over. It's done. So because you've twisted it around to become as fascist and racist as, as what you fight against, which is really still one of the funniest things ever, you are not going to be able to win future elections very easily because we're done with this. And there are people in your own constituency that are done with this too because they have eyes and ears and a brain and they see what's happening and they know it's a big pile of crap. As much as they support equality and diversity, they know that what you are presenting is wrong and inaccurate and goes against their principles of equality and equity. So you're losing people that you, you're already, you're, you're never going to get people like me ever again until you find a way to become rational again. So you've already lost that whole part of the country, which is, by the way, more than half the country, you, you've lost. You're never going to get them back because you're, you're too far gone. But bad news is you're also losing part of your constituency. You're, you're losing moderate Democrats left and right. The percentage of independents, by the way, that uh, the approval rating for the Biden administration among independents is like 26. It's really low. And it's telling us that moderates all around the country, moderate Republican, moderate Democrat, those in between, very people who are much closer to me, they are the ones who are going to determine future elections, and they are out of this whole thing. They are done. They are roundly saying to Democrats, we are finished with whatever it is that you're shoveling. That is what the, the polls and surveys are saying. It's that independent group, that middle of, the, middle of the road group that is leaning hard one way. Because of this reason, you overplayed your hand. You're not living in reality, and you become the very people you supposedly detest. So, I think that's it for me this week, and uh, I hope everybody is uh, happy about getting out of it more this year and uh, watching the restrictions and travel restrictions fade away. It's happening pretty quickly. I hope it continues to do so, and people can just get out and start being normal again. Uh, we're going to see some fallout of this actually quite a bit, especially in the mental health area. They're already talking about it. I was talking about it a year ago, as was everybody else. This is what lockdowns do to people. Um, and it was, and by the way, the the uh, Johns Hopkins study that said it, pre it may have presented one, prevented one to two percent maybe mortality rate. The lockdowns maybe. This is all just proving that entire idea was never going to work and shouldn't have been done. But digress. That's for another time. Uh, once again, I appreciate you listening, and uh, I don't do any explicit content, so you're always free to listen uh, at home with kids around or, you know, work or wherever. I, I suggest you do your work when you're at work. Um, and, uh, you know, always feel free to share with friends and family. And uh, that's it for me, and I'll see you again next week. Thank you.